Welcome to episode 17 of Film Yarns Podcast. This week we saw They Live, John Carpenter's 1988 American sci-fi action horror classic. Or classic? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd it, say it's a classic. I don't know if it's there yet. A cult classic, perhaps. But yeah, it's a classic, classic in, in our eyes, I guess. It, it honestly <laughs> is. When I was watching back, I was thinking this is a classic just because of how funny it is in its presentation. Mm. And um, I guess this episode is a little bit of a US election special. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> With some, you know, that there's definitely going to be some points come up that relate <laughs> to everything going on. I was kind of surprised that we hadn't decided to watch this earlier, to be honest. I don't know if it was just off the radar a little bit. It's not that sci-fi, perhaps. Mm. But anyway, a quick rundown. Um a drifter. It says he's credited mononymously as Nada. So he's Nada. Yeah, he's Nada. nothing. We I could saw talk about that, I in guess. the end credits, I said Nada. Nada. Uh, so he arrives in LA and finds a construction job. He's sort of drifting around. He meets his buddy Frank. They find Frank's shanty town soup kitchen. It's sort of like a ghetto with tents and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to read this whole plot this time, but then basically they realize that evil skeleton alien beings are controlling <laughs> Earth uh, through the TV sets that are basically brainwashing people to conform and get married and all these very typical things. Then they Nada finds a box of sunglasses that someone has made that can help them remove the ideological veil from society and they and they can also see the aliens in for what they are um they learn the aliens are using global warming to make earth more like their own planet there's so many left right things in this that i just found it <laughs> really funny anyway depleting earth resources for their own gain and nada fucks them up with Nada and Frank basically fucked them up and there's a bit of there's some gun gunshots and action scenes and then Nada gets killed, I think, destroying the their main transmitter so that the humans mm. are free. I mean, this movie isn't so much about the plot as it is the kind of contextual links, perhaps. Yeah, the the plot is bad, like the dialogue <laughs> yeah. is bad. Like The plot just serves uh, as a kind it's like, oh, we had to make a movie, but we we want to talk about but- these other things tons of the dialogue is tragic (laughs) (laughs) do you have any specific examples i guess the i wrote down a few i'm here to i'm here to chew gum and kick ass i'm all out of i'm all out of of bubble gum (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, another one i had white line is in the middle of the road that's the worst place to drive I think that's good though. I think although that's a really I'm not saying it's bad. I just it's say, just a quote I think, that I took down. Yeah. I think it's um I think it's a good little centrist sort of attitude. It's like, look, pick a side, like you're either uh, with them or with us. Yeah. Like the middle so of the road is like what's that? It's funny, yeah. It gets com- it gets a little bit complex because certain parts of the film were radical right-wing, you know, like reptilian sort of viewpoint stuff. Especially a mm. lot of how, you know, it, the film is basically based around, they talk about the social elite and 
like there is a far right view of the social elite having this like the secret dinner party that they're in and they're actually controlling the world and they're working with these reptilian beings and all that stuff. And there's so many similarities mm. there. But then there's also left wing elements and then centrist elements, like you say, or anti centrist, I guess. Well, I think I think it's all. I would say it's all left wing. Like I think that the aliens are just like metaphorized as the capitalist class. Like that's all it is. It's Ooh. just like they control everything, and it's not about like good or bad. It's about them just running stuff. All they want is money. I agree They're that in nineteen eighty eight. Sorry. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. My bad. The delay makes it hard to not cut you off. But um, no. I would. I was just gonna say. I would agree that it was left-wing for 1988, but a lot of the views presented would be seen as right-wing today, perhaps. That's true. I think if you wanted it to be uh, reminiscent of a conspiracy theory in terms of like reptilians and all that, but I think a better reading would be the the class struggle Yeah. Um, between working-class people and uh, the capitalist class who care that don't care at all they just want to keep buying things like and the indoctrination of more and more people let's, let's just say the aliens were people at one point but they've become so um fastidiously like um bound up in their relationship to capital that they become non-people they become aliens and the way that they recruit more people is by offering them their desire which seems through the media at least to be fame and fortune right yeah. There's a lot of these sort of like um, sort of funny diegetic shots where you're looking at someone watching a TV through a window or something. Yeah. And it'll be like people being like, I don't care about my friends or my family or all I want is to be. You know, yeah, there was one. All I want is. To- yeah, right next to. I, it might have been um, Nada's first night and it, he was, with, mm, he was yeah. in a different homeless area and there's a house there and someone's watching TV and the lady's like, I just want everyone to love me and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> at no point. Does Nada scratch his head and go, maybe, you know, are we the baddies? He he, he is sure that the I love <laughs> the aliens are the baddies. Yeah. I agree that they are, but I'm just saying that, the, you know, he's, yeah. he's like he, the, his actions are very radical, bordering on terrorism immediately. He, you know, he's, he's he goes into the bank with the guns. He, he's like he's shooting anyone and he's not, and a lot of time without the glasses on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does, he does, he does let that cop go when he puts the glass on. He's like, "Oh, you're not one of them." Yeah, 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 yeah. They did, they did use that scene to see. <laughs> Don't worry, he's on the but, right side. <laughs> yeah, but I did like how they, after that they were like, "Oh, um, the cops are all on their payroll," and I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck the cops." Like, <laughs> um, Especially because, like, the cops were the military, really, weren't they? Like, they were just, like, they crushed that, um, they crushed that little settlement that the unemployed, that the people, you know, living on, on nothing. That was a very just green well, like, type of this, scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, re- I really liked, I really liked that. The whole start was really good. You know, you have, like, Nada comes from nowhere, you know, Nada means yeah. nothing as well. He's kind of, like, a nothing person. I feel you know, like we between. see this a bit. It's like the first half is good or the first half is bad, you know, vice versa. Um, hmm. In this case, because the gunfights, I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough eighties films to know the standard, but it seemed like they were kind of shitty. Like in terms of the action <laughs> scenes, they seemed shitty. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, I know. They were bad. Just the sound. But they were I good in the their badness effects. as well. Like... 
Yeah, but I think it was the sound effects. There was drum beats or something. I think they were using a snare drum for mm. certain parts. And um, so it gets really repetitive because it, it was the same sample mm. over and over again. Uh, so if it's a machine gun, you'll hear a, like a snare drum roll. Mm. And, and, but it's the sample as if, you know, like a um, some sort of, you know, when electronic DJs, do the like they bring yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah. the loop down and it, it, it for yeah. a drop it sounds like that <laughs> where it's just the same yeah, sample uh, like repeated you know 16 times yeah I, I can agree it, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world the the gunfights were sort of just just the boilerplate action i guess yeah and this it's shot really well with it him arriving in LA and the construction scenes, you know, it's they kind of set it out nicely, and then you know he goes to a few different places and and, and the settlement and stuff like that, and meets a few characters, and it's sort of um, crescendoing up to the point when he puts the glasses on, mm. and they have and also the fight scene, the ridiculous fight scene with Frank, and mm. that's sort I love of that a scene. bit of a pe- <laughs> and then from there, you know, they're just on that typical kind of eighties, like let's just run around and shoot stuff and. There yeah, wasn't really a pause. From New York, it, there so. was a tiny pause where he re-meets the lady. I forget her name. He re-meets Hannah? her. Hannah? Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. you know, they pretend that there's been all this character development and they're in love and he's, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought I killed you. And it's just, you know, they just, like, had to squeeze in a breath. But, and they and act she like kills Frank. Was, what yeah, a joke. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> but like uh, this is interesting as well I like that the the, uh, the revolution was produced through a church with like a, a blind preacher that they hacked on they hacked like um, broadcasting channels yeah that, I thought that was really good and I was like oh you know they use the broadcasting to affect your brain and it puts you into sort of like a, a conscious slumber like you're aware of things but you're um, you know you your sort of the structure of desire for you is highly suggestible. You're like positioned in certain ways by watching these things. I thought that was very, very good sort of eighties, um, you know, concerns around technology. You know, absolutely. I feel, I feel like Frank Zappa would have loved this. Well, he he was alive when it came out, so mm. I don't know if there's any quotes, but I'm sure he would have liked the film. Although mm. he was kind of anti-establishment, anti-Hollywood, so maybe it would have been too Hollywood for him at the time, but. Yeah, it, it it presents um, that so well that message of like you're being controlled by TV and and mainstream media, mm. Mm, which yeah, is a very um, common right wing view, I would say. That they, and left wing, you know, I think there's 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 enough on both sides to sort of say that there is, um, you know, Marshall McLuhan, he sort of talks about that the the medium as the message like what is the TV doing to you like it's not what's on the TV it's how how's the TV interact with the mind yeah I guess but um yeah, I guess the yeah. problem when we frame these left wing right wing things is that maybe we both mean different things by left and right and have different imaginings of what they are because I guess when I my my issue with left wing now is that it sort of comprises big tech a little bit now which is that kind of controlling medium mm, well i guess in that case that's sort of like liberal that's like you know rich people that say you know they want to do better for people you feel like that comes under the like, wing if you say everything in the world is either under the left or the right wing i feel like you would have to put it in the on the left side 
Should we just really? abandon that's these terms? Um, I mean, I, I think that's stupid anyway, but in I, in the context of our discussion, maybe they're misleading because they we, we put different things in those categories. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of subjectively, I guess. Yeah. Unless, maybe, yeah, unless maybe. you're talking about the extremes. Obviously, if we're talking about the extremes, yeah. then it, it's fine. We, we mean the same thing, but to, yeah. more towards the center, I guess there's, you know, everyone has a different kind of position on, on what comes under which wing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, I see it as more of a right-wing film just because it's like pure, almost like authoritarianism, right? Like they have the their like personal military, which is the police force, and they have the technology, which is like meant to just sort of dull the working class into being happily homeless and just like working from place to place. Um, but yeah, yeah that's what like that's similar to what I was saying at the start. It kind of it, it kind of puts forward points from both sides, good points from yeah. both, because it's anti-capitalist. Mm. But it then it's also and it's anti it's sort of anti big government, mm. like a right wing view, like they're kind of against that communist government sort of view. We are because they they're like saying oh all these people meeting up are communists like that's why we had like the the police come in you know. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, it cut off the start of your sentence. Uh, um, it, when the police. Um, you're talking about when the siege? guy the guy get says they're calling us communists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. So that, that certainly works for the the alien sort of like capitalist class. If they just like claim that someone's a communist, they're just like, yeah, that's that's license to kill, <laughs> which is sort of the sort of the move at the time, right? You know, Cold War um, communism was like the enemy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, uh, that was from that was from like the '60s, wasn't it? I don't know if that was that still even going in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's still going. I mean, it still goes today. Yeah, you know, like, um, which is yeah, fascinating. But um, that kind of otherization of of the communist, similar to like how Zizek talks about the Jew, as in people people can blame they they want something to blame for their problems, mm. so they demonize something like the Jew and then say, yeah. and then they say that, you know, they, they take all the money or whatever in the same way yeah. they'll do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with Trump and Mexicans, right? Like exactly, they're, um, yeah. They're lazy and they commit his crimes, but they're also taking all our jobs and really good at all of them. Like, they're two things at the same time. Like, they're going to take all your jobs and never do any jobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just apply yeah. it where when convenient. Yeah, it's just like Hitler's Jew, you know, like, it's true, like, it's this thing that, like, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, you know, like, you can have something to hate, like, but yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts. Um, it's interesting, though, and it's sort of like, it's, it's, it advocates um, the aliens as, like, real, like, yuppie, white-collar workers, you know, they're all, they're all <laughs> just, like, pure, pure pleasure seekers, like, they all have like I love that the the watch was the thing yeah. that got them from place to place. <laughs> That's like, the thing. The gold all the, watch. <laughs> all the characterizations are so cynical. It it kind of reminds me of what a you know sixteen seventeen year old radical mm. you know 
Caleb and his buddies. I, I imagine that's how they see rich people in the street. They see like the skeleton face, and yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they immediately well, it's, assume it's, like this person is an evil leech being. But it's it's true sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I've definitely met enough like people in some, you know, some or like some particular jobs. I've met a lot of terrible corporate lawyers. No, I I, I agree, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's always a balance, I guess, because you don't want to be judging everyone. But it, it's just funny how they, you, you know, you could definitely, if you were younger and more influenceable, you could get that viewpoint from the film that anyone wearing a gold watch or in business attire mm. is just out to get you. And there is some truth in it in that. Uh, yeah, in large I mean, part to anyone be who does wear a gold watch. Well, it's hard to be like, a really nice person and successful in the world. That's true, which is not, why you should probably start saying, changing it. Yeah, not, well, I'm not <laughs> saying that there's um any breaks in that trend. Uh, I'm not saying that there's mm. any outliers, but... Yeah, but I guess sometimes like, you, yeah, the, gold you watch, the gold watch is like a fat... Oh, sorry? Oh, I just mean, you know, the most successful people seem to also be the most cutthroat and mm. happy to yeah. alienate friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the gold watch is an interesting sort of um, signifier, right? Because, like, on the one hand, um, for Nada, I guess for a lot of people, the gold watch sort of symbolizes this um, upper class that they're not part of. Like, the, like uh, you know, the priest touches Nada's hands and he's like, ah, oh, hard hands, you're a good working man. Like, <laughs> there is sort of, like... Um, you know this 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 like this faith in the working person. You know, like you work with your hands, you work for your money. You know, like you're not sort of like fucking around like an accountant or um, you know an investor or someone who just takes someone else's life and says, "What if I do this? And if I fuck it up, well, it's a yeah. problem." Well, Nana um, says at the start, he goes, "I believe in America. I follow the rules." Mm, and I think that was an important mm, quote. I think that that's sort of carbon to being like. That's exactly who gets fucked over. Yeah, like the for good, sure. The good, honest worker who just goes along with the rules. Yeah, that's why. Well, that's why Frank has such a hard time with it. He's like, no, I don't fuck with that shit. Like, I don't want to get around it. And then once he sees, once he's forced to see, um, he's just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's blow this shit up. <laughs> because it's true. I think it's it's true of like a lot of um, a lot of laws and a lot of like social rules and stuff like that. Is that you're sort of told, socialized through you know, various uh, mechanisms and mediums that like these are the rules and you got to play the, this game. But like no one ever says like who created these rules, like for whose interest are these rules? You know, like who yeah. who who says like this is good, this is bad. You can do that, you can't do that. Like you know, so I think that's the interesting question to ask. Like in whose interest are the rules being made? No, th- this is where this discussion gets particularly complex because. But it's it's really interesting topic because it's sort of, you know, the film presents sort of TV and well, no, the film has an actual being to blame. It it has this this alien beings elite. So it, it's easy to say they're the ones orchestrating all these problems in the world, and if we get rid of them, the problems will be gone. But in reality, mm. as long as you don't believe in a reptilian elite, and this is like I think this is a big problem with those types of people who they see all the problems like that in the world, but the thing that they blame 
is some made up reptilian beings yeah, when what yeah, is actually yeah. to blame is systematic things. It's not, it's no conscious being. It's sort of these processes. And it, it's really weird because you can kind of, you can personify these processes that like power processes and sort of even processes of conditioning where mm. humans sort of act as cogs to continue and improve these processes. Things like, social media and Netflix and things like that, where, you know, obviously people participate and they're not bad people on their own for participating. They have a job for one of these companies or whatever. They probably do a good thing day to day, not realizing bigger picture. If you are kind of contributing to a conditioning process that overall worsens Mm. the quality of life on average, do you know what I mean? They they act as a cog, but it's so weird trying to think about, this system and and to try and like say what is it because it i don't know what words that you are you i know better like the philosophical terms for things like this i just think Mm. of it as kind of socioeconomic system that has a sort of it seems like it's conscious because of the way it's able to reproduce itself and sustain itself Mm, yeah well like um i guess um there's like various different things that people have like called it, you know, like Marx called it double consciousness, uh, Nietzsche called it like the will to power or whatever, um, uh, yeah, Freud with the unconscious, like all these different things that sort of um, allow you to do things even if they're not in your best interest or if they're working for someone else's interest or like to fool you without, you know, nece- there's not necessarily self-trepidation in it. It's just that you're like, oh, well, this is what I think and this is what I've been told. Like, it, it takes a lot for someone to reflect on um, like know, their the, working conditions or the their living conditions. To question the big, the big, yeah, other, the big other. And say, well, yeah, well, why is this? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess the funny thing with the big other is that like, we all have to believe that it's there for it to even be questioned. Um, <laughs> you know, like, so it's, it's sort of like God, right? Like, you know, I don't believe in God. I believe... Like, I believe in God because all these other people believe in God, so That's I believe right. in them it's believing a lot like in God. God. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, and its ability to sustain itself. Um, yeah, but it, itself. there are people who work to uphold it. You know, like there is but, there but is. Here, okay, what I would say on that, that, they think that they want to uphold it, they, but you know, they don't know what's best for them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So the people that most uphold those sorts of things. Yeah. think that well, I'm to- I'm- that's what's best for them. Do you know what I mean? So say, okay, yeah, say yeah. you're a big businessman or whatever and mm. say you have like mining investments or something like that. Mm. You would think that sustaining, say you have something to do with the Federal Reserve and money printing mm. or you work for a bank. Sustaining the mm. system is best for you financially sustaining kind of the system of bullshit like in terms of um bank debt keeping the housing economy mm. afloat well well i guess you know I, I i was i was reading an interesting book i can't remember what it was called it was like the the four profits of late capitalism or something like that it was just like a short verso book um and they had i think the, the four people were like um Sandra something, the woman who was the CEO of Facebook. I can't remember what her name was. Um, Oprah Winfrey. YouTube? Pardon? Pardon? You mean YouTube? Isn't Sandra YouTube? 
I think she was Facebook at the time, but she might be YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, she's um, it's the same Oprah reptile Winfrey. being. Um, there was the fourth guy who ran um, some like food corporation. I can't remember. And the, oh, the third person, and then the fourth one was the uh, the Gateses, Bill and uh, Miranda. I think her name is yeah. Gates. Um, and it was interesting because I was talking about like with Bill Gates. I was oh, talking Melinda. about how he's like, pardon, Melinda. Yeah, Melinda. That's it. Um, they're talking about how. He, you know, he believes that with his money and through his investments, um, you know, he can improve education and health across the board. But like the money he put, like the investments he does, are uh, running on like this capitalist system of like you know, free market competition, which is never really as free as people like to think it is. Um, and so he'll go to a place in like Africa or somewhere and be like, "Your farming situation isn't working. You know, like this farming you've been doing forever. Yeah, we're going to give you these seeds, but these seeds are branded." So you can't give them to the farm over there or else that's illegal and we can like try you and the seeds don't work and they're just like, well, that just didn't work out. And like, you know, they don't, there's something about that relationship to their money that just says like, oh, we fucked your life up, but you know, we're out. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like this, so they, they reproduce these relationships of like global capital, right? There's like, always they a washing doing good of the thing. hands. Huh? There's always a washing of the hands. In those yeah, situations. yeah, yeah, exactly. I was arguing with, um, well, I wasn't arguing, yeah. but I was I was speaking to my mum the other day because she was asking me if I'd seen The Social Network on Netflix. And I said I hadn't. And she was saying, oh, you really like it. Oh, The it. Social Dilemma, uh, is Social it? Dilemma, sorry, yeah. And um, she was saying, you'd really like it. I know that you're, you know, you're into that stuff. And I was saying, oh, I already know what it's about, you know, um, these bullshit CEOs because um, <laughs> she was saying how oh well they've left Facebook and now they've started um, companies that are trying to help the issue and I was like so they took their profits from Facebook and now they're condemning the, the place where they made all that money and they've started new companies with that money oh, <laughs> and they're profiting yeah. off you know faux condemning what yeah, they built, both basically, <laughs> and they say, "Oh, I'm the good guy now." It's like yeah. fucking give all the money away, then then you're the good guy, man. <laughs> yeah, still yeah, money yeah. Off I mean, the bad there's something to that, that sort of both sides. <laughs> yeah, I just thought um, it was a funny point. I was just trying to say to her, like, I don't trust them for a second. Like, they're just out to make money. Like, and it just help. It's just that being the good guy is now, or well, you know, selling yourself as the good guy is the profitable profitable thing yeah so that's, yeah, exactly. that's the way they're like, doing it doesn't mean that they're doing it because it's good they're doing it for the money the good thing is a it's a byproduct of the money <laughs> yeah exactly it's like uh you know um so much better for the profit like oh we did a good thing that's fine but as long as the profits keep going up uh, exactly look at gillette yeah. look at the gillette ad it's like that gillette ad was not about which um, the, the one that they got like everyone hated them for about being better men or something it had nothing to do with feminism or like um, oh yeah a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it was about like it just showed all these surreal scenes where some guys like wolf whistling a girl walking past or whatever it's like i've literally like, never no, seen no, anyone do, do that I, i'm sure you know people do it and that's bad but mm. it's not gillette's place to have anything to do with it well okay it is if they want but just the people really need to remember that they're mm. not making the ad for the purpose of doing anything good. The ad is yeah, so they profitable um, off people like you that think they're doing good. So I'll buy the good company's raises. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's true. Um, it's a little too sort of um, sort of soft as well in that like it's just like oh you know if you stop the wolf whistling everything will be good. We're all, we're all united yeah. together then in like allyship or whatever. And yeah, and like somehow through like a magic property, our product will fix this. <laughs> it's like um, you know you saw it with Lynx ads in the early 2000s you put the links on and like women from all across the globe would come at you yeah. Like, yeah, that's sort of the opposite of the yeah, I, um, I, miss ads, ad, but it's just, I miss ads from around 2000 <laughs> yeah they're a little bit more like brazenly just yeah, like you want to fuck and we'll get you yeah. fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah at least they don't have to act all moral like come on just drop well, they, the act they sort of know their they sort of know their um the audience as well, yeah. The links, whereas for me, anyways, yeah, the, the, the teenage boy, kid, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the teenage boy isn't necessarily like that's all they're thinking about, and it's not the case. I think it definitely change, but like, yeah, I've been in enough locker rooms for that to be like a pretty common like desire, <laughs> I guess. So, um, I just need to grab some water. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Just checking the election results. <laughs> uh, has, I don't think it's changed yet, has it? I've got it on my screen. Yeah, no, it hasn't changed. Man, typical America uh, to just like make anything into a show. That being said, Trump is falling down quite quickly. Seems. It's still pretty. Dead. It's sad how it's close it is. I, I don't mean I don't mean sad that that many people vote for Trump. I mean it's sad that the country is that split. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've spoken to some people who just can't imagine it, and I think um, I think it's fascinating that like the uh, to some liberals and I'm sure just, uh, to uh, some Democrats and to some Republicans, the others others' mind is unfathomable. Like they're aliens to each yeah, other. And they're yeah. just like, how could you be this other person? Like what is wrong with you that you would want to do this, you know? Like... My one thing, I feel like Trump supporters would be more honorable in defeat than by the radical Biden supporters who would... Yeah, I, I doubt that. <laughs> no, so, no, right? man. I think if Biden lost, there would be way more writing, like Black Lives Matter style writing, than if Trump lost. Yeah, I doubt that. I think that if Trump loses, there's going to be like well, we'll boogaloo boys, civil civil wars and stuff. Nah, I don't think so. Right. We'll see, sure, I guess, I but but we'll never know the difference because we can't have both things happen. I mean, look, if I pref my preferred, uh, if that if if the um, if the outcome of a Biden loss is like that Black Lives Matter comes into the picture again. I'm much happier to see that happen. That's a good thing rather than like a bunch of Trump supporters shooting people because like, I don't know, America. 
I don't mean I, I yeah, I don't mean any of that. I just I don't I don't think there will be No, you're right in that the Trump supporters are more likely to do shooting, but I mean there was shooting when the Black Lives Matter riots, but I just mean there would be a a riot with more people if Biden lost compared to if Trump lost. That's that's just my prediction. Mm. No, that, that's a, that's a, that's a fine thing as well. Like, yeah, property, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I, I see your point as well. In that, you know, sometimes rioting is justified when you know when your country is at that point. Yeah, it's at a fever pitch for sure. And I guess also, um, like, for a com- country that's essentially spent all of its sort of like it's death drive attacking other countries and destabilizing other countries there's it's it can't do that anymore you know it's it has to deal with its internal like once the end is obviously coming and it's having to deal with that it's problem. funny yeah it's funny how you see like human or not there's always a thrashing when something is dying like and uh, when something is kind of knows it's dying that's when they get more explosive like so trump or the country as a whole it's kind of things, you know, the beast thrashes its its last throws. It starts doing more wild things and, and kind of saying stupid shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I it's think... the same with like a dying, like right now, the money system is going through some big changes where people are worried about fiat currency and, mm. you know, the banks are worried because they're kind of going to be useless. So they're thrashing around trying to sort out these central bank digital currencies and being like, no, like, like we will survive. And it's another example of these kind of non-human entities seeking to preserve themselves. And they, it's like the humans are the cogs, but they accelerate that level of aggression and productivity in, to sustain the beast or the entity, whatever it is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, I think... Trump probably would have won this year if there was another like North Korean, you know, challenge or something like that. I think um, Americans are more united when um, there's a war on or something, you know, that they can sort of um, say like America has to fight this thing, you know, and they come together. But that's the 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 appreciation of the the you know the war for like the righteous America. It was gone now. Like there's too much too much media coverage of it not being true. Too many like. Too many, uh, too many people are writing back saying, no, this is, like, a terrible thing. You know, like, it's, you know, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah. lo- it's lost its whatever, whatever its um, sort of sticking ability to the the triumph- 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 triumphantism, I don't know, as of much, American, yeah. Yeah, well, as much as the internet um, sustains social norms like in they live what the tv sets do Mm. i think you're right in that it it has at least maybe done more to help people find out what they want to find out about the Mm. country or system of government that they're living under so you know it has radicalized people not i use radicalized in a nice way it's it's turned them away or shown them the light a little bit more compared to pre-internet when you only have the mainstream news channels or whatever, on TV yeah. and the newspapers yes well then of course you're, you're it's hard to escape the standard paradigm of thinking yeah but 
at least, for sure. you know, and for all the bad that the internet does and over-radicalization and things like that, I do still think, and, and you know, obviously data collection, all the, like, privacy and all that bullshit, but at least it does the good of allowing people like you and I to read about whatever, for the most part, whatever we want to read about, if we want to read about yeah, John yeah. Sange or anything like that, that's not censored, at least in our countries, yeah. or if we want to read about, you know, speculation on Iraq war or 9-11 or whatever weird shit like you mm. can read about that you can see people's opinions and stuff it's not censored oh yeah for sure like for all the bullshit on the internet occasionally you get like a WikiLeaks or something that just shows like the true sort of raw horror of war and stuff yeah. like that like and the the sort of the callousness of people committing war as well you know people being like fuck yeah just lit those people up and it's like that dude you just killed like 10 people yeah <laughs> You know, and you see, you see it with Australian forces as well. There's been that issue around like um, Australian special forces just like carelessly killing people. Damn. Yeah. But then, on that, like the whole censorship thing does become an issue, especially as you see increased centralization of tech companies. So, you know, fewer companies with more stuff under their hood the amount mm. you know the amount of internet real estate that google owns thereby oh, giving them the um, like the amount of power they have and then when we go into like if we're talking about that whole section 230 thing if they take it upon themselves to choose what is fact and what is not then that is a literal ministry of truth situation where if, if you know if if they're able to censor so even just you know some guy who is seen you know Alex Jones type people who just love mm. to like spout a lot of bullshit but like some of the things they say are true i think that anyone watching him sh you know it's it's up to the individual how much of what Alex Jones says they take as true and how much they want to look up themselves but i you know i I don't think it is the role of the, the company to moderate that heavily where they censor someone like that or just anyone yeah. like anyone, like you should be able to read people's opinions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I don't think that Google or any of those corporations give a fuck about that really. I think that occasionally they buckle under the pressure of uh, yeah, politicians yeah. and say, yeah, okay, but really well, all they want to the do is sell you shit. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. They don't. They, I mean, they don't care because they're not one person. Mm. They care because the enterprise wants to do what's best for its preservation long term. Yeah, and exactly. So if the you know if the advertisers say we don't want to have anything to do with PewDiePie, then obviously you know they've got to do something because it affects their bottom line. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's. Um... That makes sense. I mean, whether they do it or not, you know, they could always like slightly like bring someone back that was controversial after enough time has gone. Like it's, but um, I don't think it'll, you know, like I don't think that internet companies are too worried about who it is that creates the revenue because there'll always be another person. Like as soon as the whole, like as soon as whoever it was, the controversial character is like jettisoned or whatever the vacuum needs to be sealed again there will be another person like don't worry like there will always be another thing yeah but it is harder for that other, if you think about it it's harder for that new person to come about 
if the internet is very heavily censored, you get what I mean? Like when you yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. when you go further into the future with like a Ministry of Truth style situation, when they really do control all the data that you can read, say there's no physical books and everything is online, mm. you know, if it if it really is controlled, that that is like a dangerous point. For, like that's what mm. that's what so many like sci-fi dystopian things allude to, like the Rush twenty one twelve song, like where. I, where a company is allowed to get that far that there's kind of no yeah. turning back. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of companies like that now aren't too worried about that sort of stuff. What they are worried about is like being able to position people and direct them. It's not so much that they want to scrub the internet, but that they want to just say, look over here, this is a thing that's more interesting. Don't worry about that over there. <laughs> but it could it could certainly change. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting about this movie was um, the the politicians and how they were advocating sort of like a postponement like um, that remains indefinite. They were just like, no, you have to believe there's good stuff in the future. Like, there was a lot of that sort of um, sort of capital big myth where it's just like, oh, you know, you you got a dream. We're going to have a bright future. And in that way, like, if we're always looking out to the horizon, we can never see all the shit that's going on. You know what I mean? There's like no present day change. Or was this at the dinner? Was this on the TV when the politicians... I think it was on the TV. Right, yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. I remember now. Um, Yeah, so it it was like some sort of politician who was giving a speech at a podium. Can you remember what he said specifically? No, um, but it had something to do with like now is the time for optimism and belief. Like, you have to put your faith in me. Like, we're going to be able to continue. Yeah. It was Yeah, like, it was a very typical kind of bullshit mm, speech from a politician. Like, just uh, pure lip service, service, really. Man, that's funny. That is the exact flavor of so many of Boris Johnson's speeches, especially around yeah, like, going oh, yeah. back into lockdown and stuff. Like, the last few months, he's just been like, it's like, now is the time to pull. T-. It's just like. It's just so empty. It's it's comically empty. Mm. It, you know, it's sad that that's the point it's at. Yeah, yeah, and it's been that way for a while. Like a lot of um, a lot of even you know people that you would consider like you know the Labor Party or the Democrats or whatever. Um, probably not the not the Labor um, Party in England because they kind of just like fucked up after Tony Blair, but. Um, they all sort of advocate the same thing. They're, they're less um, radical than the Liberal parties or the Republican parties because the Republican parties, they know that they can just be like, fuck it, we're going to kill all these people and everyone should have a gun. Uh, fuck it, everyone should have five guns, you know. <laughs> like, uh, you know. But then like something like abortion, oh, no, abortion, like, that's tragedy. Like, the heart, like a life starts at <laughs> like, a heartbeat or whatever. And he's like, what are you talking about? You just said you could kill people that step on your lap. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you, you find, like, the Labor Party in Australia and uh, the Democrats in America and stuff just sort of say, like, yeah, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. Like, they, they sort of come in in a crisis and they, they, they fix it up a little bit and then they just hand it back over to the Liberal parties and they're just like, yeah, fuck them again. Yeah, or well, there's there's proof of that where, um, at least in Australia, I'm sure in other countries like America and stuff, where when the Liberal Party, like, they 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 might come up to a certain election cycle where they know they're going to lose and they'll do certain things to shoot labor in the foot financially in terms of um the budget mm. there, I've, I've watched a couple of videos on it. it was something to do with like a bunch of f-18 fighter jets or something that they bought anyway they did a bunch of stuff where they would like fuck them over for that term <laughs> just so that they're, they're basically playing the long long game so that they'll get in yeah. for the next one 
Yeah, well, that's what happened um, in the Hawke-Keating government. They, they came in after, who was it? Was it Whitlam? Uh, no, Fraser. It was after the Fraser government. Uh, and they came in and everything was kind of fucked up. There was huge inflation, huge unemployment. Um, and they're like, well, we can fix it. So it's not gonna, it's not gonna come at the cost of the like the working class. It's not gonna be the people who are already having to deal with the most. And then it turned out like a lot of the problems were just like rested on the shoulders of the working class. Um, and they sort of fixed it up. They allowed like um, you know more corporate cost cost cuts, more like uh, global capital flows, all this sort of stuff. And then at the very end of it, after um, Keating was in charge, John Howard comes in and is just like, all right. We're back to it. Let's get back into the liberal government bullshit. <laughs> you know, so like they, they fix it. The Labour Party's come in. They fix it enough, and they say, okay, you know, you've you've tightened your belts. You've been good. You can maybe have a little treat. And then the Liberal Party come back in. And they're just like, no, nah, fuck it. Let's go. Like, let's do some you know racism wherever the particular popular racism is at the time. You know, do corporations and banks need more tax cuts? Yeah, let's go. Like, yeah, that's right. And that's why I mean, yeah, th- this film is so relevant right now. Because that's why the whole um, Kevin Rudd, uh, Murdoch media yeah. appeal thing is so it's such a big deal um, in my mind. Anyway, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't checked the signatures lately. I think it had like half a million. I it was like five hundred thousand or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna check that now. But that was that was um, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, Malcolm Turnbull was advertising it as well. He was like, get behind this. Yeah, it's got half Just, a million signatures. So. And yeah, um, there yeah. was a mad smear on Rudd. Uh, I think it was in, like, the Daily Mail or the Sun. The other, of course. It, uh, what so it would have been a Murdoch. They were trying to link him to... Yeah, it was a Murdoch thing. They were trying to link him to... Um, oh, who's, oh, Epstein. That's right. They linked him to Epstein because right. of a campaign donation or some shit. Oh, it was just... So blatant, man. Like, if you read the article... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. he rejected the donation. I was like, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, he made a comment yeah. on it. Well, Daily the fascinating Mail. thing about that as well is, like, the Murdoch Daily media Mail, run Fox, yeah, right? and the Australian, like, yeah. Yeah, and they, they, like, so they have all those garbage shows on Fox in America, like Fox and Friends and all that sort of stuff. And there's, like, a million pictures of Donald Trump with Jeffrey Epstein, and they're just like, oh, no, they're just friends. Like, there's nothing bad there. Uh, like, but if it's anyone else, it's just like, oh, this pedophile. Like, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I'm pretty sure, and I'm happy to be corrected. I'm pretty sure QAnon is just like uh, some like computer nerds that are just like hell keen to get Trump reelected. Like, that's all it is. Like, they're just like everyone else is pedophiles. Trump is the one that'll fix it all up. And it's like, please come on, like. Or they're just fully trolling. Like they're just. They just kind of. How can you? They just want to fuck the how world. How can you not give a shit? Yeah, but like, how can you? Like, what is the point of fucking the world? Like, what does what does but that they, bring you? Like, kids. I, have you? I I think I might have linked you an article on this once about the whole pol- trolling political views culture. Like it was a and, the, and oh, it was about yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. um the what's that frog? That was character. a good. That was a good paper. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I can never find it anymore, but it's so good because it, it just shows how there was like this spread of like, pol- you know, basically all these kids have just become so disillusioned with the political system, rightfully so. So they're just like, well, fuck it. Like the world is a joke. So we're just, I'm just going to make up these ridiculous views that like, and make them seem really legit. And then like spread Mm. this kind of spread this ideology around the internet. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to an interview with the guy who wrote that as well um, on this podcast called New Models that does like a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was interesting because like you know they would have like you know Maoist protism and like Pinochet like there's all these kind of things you know like that um extremely contradictory like um, political philosophies. That's what they were. And yes. and, yeah, and they yeah. It, they'll have like an Instagram page and it'll have the the view like it'll have the name and they'll have the this subheading of what their views are and it'll just mm. be some ridiculous connection of words involving like their gender um something economic something to do with government <laughs> it's like and they make a word out of it yeah it's it's creative i guess but it's also just like the purest like the purest abstract, form of trolling abstract like uh relationship to politics like there's absolutely nothing there except I, I think, for like but i think words. some of them are just convinced that the world is a joke like they've been born and live they've been born into this kind of joke simulation world and they're just like mm. well, let's just fuck with it like which is what you might do if you're in a video game and you're like not having a great time um or you're mm. not enjoying it you're like Pure what, happens if, I, what happens if i just stab the other character that i'm you know i'm supposed to be helping just shit yeah. like that or, or maybe like what happened can i go and jump off this bridge in the yeah game, yeah you know? i mean it's wild <laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean <laughs> yeah that whole epstein thing's bullshit the international yeah. peace institute which rod is on the board of direct or was on the board of directors they received a donation from epstein for a certain amount i don't know yeah yeah i mean well like we all know that the Murdoch media is evil. Like, all they want to do is, like, keep capitalists in, like, power so that they can just keep on making heaps of money. Yeah. Their interests, like, you know what? The Murdoch-run uh, media, they are the aliens. They, this is, to bring it back to the movie, they are the aliens. They are the ones that just want to, you know, they want, they want nothing more than to uh, turn national lines into just flat. I want... McDonald's everywhere. They just want their bullshit media everywhere. Like they, they just want human suffering. Yeah, that's but, all they want. Uh, this, this I, I, I harp on about this a bit too much, perhaps. But do you get the point I'm making when, like, when we use words like they around things like this, it's kind hmm. of. I guess we have to be precise because they refers to very few actual people. Nah, no, no way, I mean? man. It, it involves like huge conglomerates and stuff. Sure, but as in, uh, yeah, we we spoke about this last week about, yeah, like, on the individual level, mm. people aren't that bad. A lot of the bad things comes just comes from the system as a whole, and maybe you know a few bad people's lack of forethought about the I, repercussions I that, of their actions. I think that there's, I think that the people, whether or not they consider it bad, that is bad. Like, if they don't consider what they're doing bad. That is a bad thing. Like yeah, you can't just be like, "Ah, oh, it's not my fault." I like no, I, I totally was directed agree. by totally the capitalist agree. system. Like it is totally your fault. Like if you have no self-reflection and no self-awareness whatsoever, like you're like, "Oh, um, you know, uh, I had I killed this person. You know, I was told to kill this person. It's not my fault. They told me to do it." Like you're still a murderer. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I I guess I'm just wary of theifying things like because it's the same as demonizing the jew and when you sort of you theify like capitalism or something then oh well, you know, that, if it comes to like corporate heads it's like a vague way of placing the blame because like are we blaming 
who are we blaming? Like specifically, who are we blaming? Do you know what I mean? Are we yeah, blaming a type yeah, of I person? Mean, I or guess a, if a, I had to get names, I could probably get names. <laughs> I mean, okay, Murdoch is a name. He, mm. Like him. Uh, yeah, I agree. Him, he's a person to blame. For yeah, but he, his board, his the members on his board would also be the same because they want nothing more than to just get rich off of bullshit. But the thing is, the real people to blame are actually extremely unknown, I think. They're not reptilian beings, but I think that, like, oh, they're no, not I... in the public eye and we don't really know who they are. They're kind of, you know, puppet masters in the background. Yeah, they're, you know, they're the owners of multinational mining corporations, all sorts of like <laughs> in some cases it's hard to even know. find out their name like a lot of investing is done by a company and it's it's quite anonymous who the person is doing that do you know what i mean hmm yeah yeah of course but like, i think it's still this like financier capitalist class is often like perpetuating these problems you know like um in Wall Street now, apparently, you can buy bonds on, like, the police and, like, how the police act and stuff like that. Like, so if there's more brutality or something or, like, there's more, you know, the, the police in a certain country are sued more, there's somehow some dividend through there. Like, you would have to be pretty, pretty, pretty terrible person to just be like, I am happy to make money off of the suffering of others. Yeah. Well, that's the And I think my point is more that, and I mean, it's probably your point too, but the system is to blame more than the people. Obviously, it's, it's, it's very, it's convoluted because obviously at the end of the day, it is people that uphold the system. But it's the system that sort of, and it's hard to use the word blame when you're not talking about a person because why would you blame, like blame is placed on someone who made a decision that implies consciousness. Mm. Why would you blame a system that is just sort of cogs, but then the people are the cogs. Do you get how it's kind yeah. of, is, they, there's no, always a I way of passing what you mean. blame because like in capitalism, the person says, oh, don't hate the player, hate the game. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was just playing by the rules. And like, if you, if you know, if you don't play the capitalism game, then you get fucked in life. And you know, that's, that's a, in some ways that's a fair defense. But then the system, if you try to blame the system and they say, well, like, I'm just a system. I just, I'm just ones and zeros. Like the people are the ones doing the things. Do you get how it's like an eternal passing of the blame? Yeah. No, I'm with you, but like, yeah, the system is bad. The people that uphold the system are bad as well. They're they're both together, right? There are people who are like like for instance, you know, like with the um, 2008 um, financial crisis, it's just like oh, it's just some bad people within the capitalist system. The capitalist system isn't bad; it's the people. Like no, they're all they're all bad. But there are so many people that uphold the system, including you and I. Like, there's very few. As much as I have to. Yeah, exactly. Me too. But there's there's very few decisions and very few people that do the the brunt of the upholding yeah but that's why it's important to get that information out there to change people's attitudes towards these sorts of things things like when you hear people say you know like uh you know competition is natural capitalism is natural well that's not true completely every agree. time yeah. someone says like it's a political system it's an economic system how can it be natural there's like completely do you agree. see you know a little fucking um 
uh, squirrel, squirrel like investment nut bankers that like <laughs> are happy to see other squirrels just go like starving in the winter. No fucking way. Yeah. Like, they starve. They don't get enough stuff. But there's not another one plotting to get more from someone else's loss. And you know, there's no inter- to that end. You can say yeah. yeah, like our whole survival originally was based around extreme cooperation. Um, like that yeah. Sapiens book. Uh, there's really interesting parts in that about. Um, why humans survived and um neanderthals didn't sort of thing and it's, it talks a lot about our ability to cooperate in groups of like 100 to 150 people that's sort of like the limit of where we could organize and cooperate so like you know like you guys do that and we'll do this and so we make sure we've got enough mm. food for the winter or whatever um but then like then we hit modern capitalist world and it's like the opposite obviously companies co- cooperate to survive against other companies but it's kind of like fuck you that's my food it's like and then yeah. you know if you don't help out your neighbor then well they're not going to help you out when you need help further down the line yeah yeah ultimately what i'm trying to say is like go out you know be be with the community and stuff like everyone's too private now everyone's alone you know like it's all out it's like um x-files the truth is out there you know it's not in here it's out there like the truth of all your stuff you know you're not a person without everyone else just yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. So and fuck the aliens that are selling the earth. And I think the, I think they live does a really good job of painting a clearer picture of, of sort of what like Zizek is referring to when he's talking about ideology or kind of seeing through, you know, seeing things for what they are, removing the ideological veil. Mm. <sighs> Let's talk about the utility of the film for, you know, for the average viewer. I think it does a really good job of making clear, I don't know. It does a good job of showing of, um, what am I trying to say? It, it, it does a good job of illustrating that whole concept of removing the ideological veil from things, of, of just, mm. you know, looking at subliminal messaging. It, it, it kind of, it, it will walk someone through when you look at an image or an, especially a piece of advertising, just mm. it will run you through the basics of thinking, what is this really saying? You know, there's the literal words and then, yeah, yeah. Know, just, Sem- uh, semiotic analysis, you know. Yeah, for, for certainly. I think. Um, I think it's. I think it's. On, in that sense, yeah, it's good. Like, I think that's a. Uh, it's a good introduction towards like coming to understand like what things do to you, and why they make you want certain things. Um, you know, you're never truly out of ideology, so you're still sort of stuck in there somewhere. Um, for sure. Yeah, because because the but world you, is still making be, sense to you. You know. But there. You know, you're you're always in there, but you can be less engulfed, and it will certainly benefit yeah. your life if you're not as controlled yeah. by all the you know external stimuli. If if you just took everything at face value, mm. and I mean, in a way, yeah. there's sort of a picture of innocence as well. I guess if you just believed everything, like, and took everything as truth, you know, that, that's kind of. It's probably a really nice person. <laughs> uh, yeah, or it could be like a really, really mean person. Someone who like um, yeah, you know, I mean, says your car is shit and the neighborhood you live in is shit and all this sort of stuff. Like if they're constantly being advertised like, oh, this is the best new place to live and this yeah. new car. Like, um, uh, yeah, well, it could certainly be a so very naive. vicious person. 
that you just, you know, you, all advertising was effective on you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, you'd have to be pretty rich, I think. It's like, yes, <laughs> if it, man. If you did exactly what they yeah, wanted you to do. You see it a lot, I think, you know. It's sort of interesting. You see, I see a lot of the sort of, like, ideological inference in two sorts of advertising. The first one is car advertising, and the second is internet advertising, or specifically, like, home internet. For internet um, plans, like broadband plans. For inter- yeah, for internet plans, because yeah. oftentimes they have, like, grandparents... Um, the home owners, I guess, like the parents and the children, and they always have three generations, which is very strange, but it makes sense. It's like, oh, you know, if it's easy enough for granddad to understand, you're probably going to get a handle on it. But it's, it's they, they show, like, this interesting sort of, like, three-generational mixed household that we don't really have. So I, I don't know what they're trying to say there. <laughs> um, but um, cars, I think cars is a really, really big one. Like, um, they'll have, like... Because the, the car is like, it shows you what you should be doing in the car. You know, if you get a ute or a four-wheel drive, oftentimes I'll show people doing like off-road or like driving on like the beach or like camping or something. Like there's certain activity that you'll be doing with the car. It's not that they're just selling you a piece of um, machinery this that costs a certain think amount. the Simpsons like Canyonero ad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, like I think cars are a, a big thing. Like and even the way they're um, titled, like Canyonero, it is like it does evoke that sort well, of that's like a parody. Hard. But yeah, no, they're, they're parodying that exact phenomenon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The name naming of cars is always quite fascinating. You know, like they certainly have like um, for like a more curvaceous hatchback, you'll have sort of like a softer name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, car sale salesmanship or like car uh, manufacturing and production is still heavily um, semiotically charged, you know. And like, if you want to look at it even further, with like, uh, if you wanted to sort of say like the car is the signifier, um, it means different things, you know. Like we all know about like, the compensator, you know. Like uh, whenever you see like a really good car, you're just like, oh, that guy, <laughs> he must be compensating for something. Um, yeah, so but yeah, it's also it's also a language, right? Like the car is telling other people, like I am this person. Yeah, and I guess you know the primary function of advertising, it, you know, it's telling someone you want this. Yeah, like, trust me, like you'll be better off with this, and then mm. it will show an image of a person happy doing the activity to make the viewer yeah. think, oh, well, if I get this, then I'll be that happy person in the video. Yeah, exactly, and unfortunately. And this is why I think capitalism really, like, has a real stranglehold on people is that, you know, the structure of desire is sort of like, oh, that's my desire, I've got it, actually, that wasn't my desire, that was just the object cause of my desire, you know what I mean? And so capitalism, you know, communism doesn't really do this, socialism doesn't really do this, capitalism says... Well, don't worry. That was a mistake. There's the other thing over here, desire, and it can do that all over the place forever, you know? Like, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, you made a mistake, so it, but the next perfectly... one is the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it like, sort of perfectly coheres with that sort of like psychical um, structure of desire, whereas like communism or socialism sort of says like, you know, we can work together and we can be this... It's a little bit hard, you know, like often comes mind you think of like really existing socialism which is quite overbearing and harsh but if you think of places like uh, Vietnam socialism seems to have worked quite well mm. 
so I don't, I don't know what the difference is there. I think, you know, like, uh, refer to the, the writings of Ho Chi Minh and we'll see the truth in socialism. <laughs> is there anything else we need to say on the whole advertising and ideology yeah. aspect? It is a big thing, I guess. And, like, you know, it's such a big Zizek movie. I think, I think there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's a lot. There is and there isn't at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think he wrote something else, didn't he? Or he did something somewhere... Yeah, no, he, it's, it features heavily in his yeah. um, Pervert's Guide to I think, Cinema. I think he certainly... Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that makes yeah. I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of the argument for what I think for, like, Zizek is that, like, you know, or maybe this is more of, like, an Elthusserian reading of it all, is that, like, you'll never fully be out of this ideological thing as long as you think that the world sort of coheres and everything makes sense, still, like, in it. You might be sort of extrapolating yourself out of it or like pulling yourself out of it but you'll always be in it because the world doesn't like fundamentally doesn't really make sense does it like it's just the way you're sort of schooled into believing structures work for you yeah no it's, i completely that i 100 percent agree it, it yeah it doesn't make sense on a fundamental level but it, it is good at appearing to make sense until you just look a tiny bit deeper i guess yeah well, yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's a million different schools that are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look, what, looking deeper or reinforcing that it makes sense? Both. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends where you're going, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, somewhere like uh, Chicago School of Economics or Harvard Business School would certainly be more invested in um, uh, financial capital neoliberal structure to things whereas yeah. uh there have been uh, classic accounts of schools that have been quite anti that but also have their own problems we don't need to go into that <laughs> yeah um in terms of just like the, everything has its problems yeah like the basic scenery of the film with the whole the big city and then like the big city is always in the background of like the ghetto um mm. they're not portraying the they're portraying that the eighties, right in Amer in America, it's not it's not future, but um yeah, no, I think um it reminded me of um the New York fiscal crisis, which was around then. I'm pretty sure nineteen late seventies, early eighties, and there was just tons of homelessness and people, you know, inflation. No one was buying the C bonds, and people were just. Sorry, the internet was just like fucking up a bit, but I think it's oh. it's, it's okay. It, it's, yeah, I was it's just saying that it, it reminded me of um, it just reminded me of like the fiscal crisis in New York City. It was similar to that sort of stuff. Yeah, and probably similar. The city in was two thousand and eight and nine as well. Mm. I don't know. I yeah, don't exactly. Know yeah, about, it, it, yeah, it comes around. Like when for well, I, I've been to LA, but I didn't really explore that much, but. It would have been interesting. I mean, imagine like going to a lot of parts of the city just to kind of get a better gauge on the percentages of homelessness and things like that. You know, you like you can, mm. you only know what you can read or watch online, and whatever that tells you about like how the level of dystopianness and wealth inequality and stuff. But without actually mm. physically going there and looking around, it's really hard to get a gauge on the extent of the problem. Oh, yeah, like, I think um, 
I think numbers do a bad job of like really hammering yeah. home what it is that like those problems are. You know what I mean? Like it, you can see well, like our inability see, like, to perceive the, numbers uh, as well. Like, like that's the utility of yeah. percentages. But when you know, say it's a number like six million people homeless or, or whatever. Like when it's a large number like that, it's mm. you know, six million is the same as six hundred thousand in your in your imagination. You're not, you're not able to picture. The size of the crowd very yeah it's accurately. just lots <laughs> as the same well it's the same yeah. with coronavirus man it's how the news has been able to spectacleize the whole thing so well because they they rarely use percentages they frequently use numbers because the numbers can incite way more fear and like you know um f- fervor by saying mm. this many this many thousand deaths like and, it's, and then but then when you when you pull it back into a percentage and compare it to previous years and stuff like that. Again, you're obviously not saying that the um, the virus isn't bad or anything like that, but um, the news has been able to, you know, they're not lying when they use a number. They're just able to get mm. a different audience reaction by using a number rather than a percentage in a lot of instances. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the... The good about that is, uh, you know, ask people to be more careful. <laughs> That's pretty handy. But I do think that, that, that it does sort of change your relationship to numbers and the yeah, virus no, it's, itself it's as well. To it's have, to, of course, it's good to have people be careful. But it's hard to talk about it in general, right? It's good to have people be more careful, but the problem arises when there's a feedback loop between government decisions that affect real people and the news so so the news will whip up the storm the government will act on the storm that the news has whipped up and then the news will report oh, yeah. what the government yeah. has done and then they're able to yeah. you know create a bigger storm out of something that could have been um reacted to logically and and rationally oh yeah it's uh, make feed- it into a pandemic. it's a feedback loop <laughs> yeah, exactly Man, they were licking their lips when they got to use the word pandemic. Mm. I knew it was coming. I, like I remember back in February or so, and I was thinking when they get to say the word pandemic on the headline, they'll be like, oh, "This is a career goal," and it fucking happened. <laughs> it's like you know, obviously that's bad. There's a pandemic. Like you know, it's not the wrong <laughs> word to use. But yeah, the, it, what sickens me is how it much is a pleasure. pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I know that's fine. But mm. when you can see how much pleasure they get in announcing that, that's why I find sickening. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's just terrible. I agree. Like uh, there were certainly lots of lots of media outlets that were just super happy to um, put the put that you know word in like massive scare quotes. Yeah, because they're the fucking aliens. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's unprecedented times as well. You know, you never really think that stuff is going to happen and then it does. <laughs> Stop the world. <laughs> um, any, any... Um, do you have anything else that you would like to go over? Um, just one really... Huh? Oh, two really nice quotes. Uh, he goes, life's a bitch and she's back on heat. Yeah, that was really bad. Damn, the internet's struggling. I don't know. Do, are you on hotspot or? Since the power went out, the internet seems really bad. 
No, no, no. I don't know what's going on. Uh, just Australia. Yeah, just the, the Liberal government. All right, I'm back in. How it be? I think I think it's okay. I don't know what's going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, all good. Yeah, and the other quote yeah. I had was. Um, It'd be. You. Uh, he goes. You. You're okay. This one real fucking ugly. Formaldehyde face. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, classic that sort of eighties like uh, action hero sort of stuff. I could see Arnold Schwarzenegger being in this role as well. Oh yeah, that would have worked too. I don't know his name, but um, he played it really well. Mm. Um, Nada. He was alright. Oh, uh, uh, it was Ra- it's Roddy Roddy Piper, man. That's Roddy, the one. Yeah. Roddy Piper. I thought like he's a, he's a good dude. <laughs> Frank's performance was like kind of shitty, but um. Yeah, he was good. Oh, no, Frank was great. What are you talking about? I just mean, yeah, but his acting is not amazing. <laughs> they all played the shit out of the... <laughs> yeah, they all played the shit out of their character. They loved it. They loved every second. They were having a blast, it seemed. <laughs> um, last point I wanted to make. If, if the internet <laughs> will allow us... Um, I mean... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The film's essentially saying that all media or all televised media seems to subliminally subliminally reinforce uh sick like socio-cultural norms um do you think the film actually does this itself in our world is it like is it guilty of this of the thing that it's kind of trying to make the joke about uh you know being a piece no, of media in I don't our think world, it is, like, but almost it's sort everything of, um, sort of reinforces yeah. in a way Yeah, I think um, I think it it sort of works in the same way that a movie like Wall-E would do. I think okay. like um, it sort of shows you a bad world that you live in and says like now you can see how bad it is, and you're just like yeah, I can see how bad it is, and then you just keep on living. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see that. Like uh, in Wall-E, you know, you kind of have just like. Um, people are sort of like really fat in chairs that just move them around and give them like TV and food and all that sort of stuff if you've seen that movie um, and it, it happens a lot it's like uh, inter, interpassivity like you watch the thing and then you're like oh yeah I get it now I see all these problems but I think I think if it legitimately stirs you into action like if you want to change your life and the people life and the people around you then yeah I think it works I think I think people have to use the means at their disposal to like produce, um, you know, get a message out there. So it, I wouldn't begrudge it for being you know part of the media. Yeah. But yeah. it's certainly you know like it reminds me like you know Barack Obama history dash capital. You know like he he loves to read it, but he doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I think... it's the same like that, I guess. Um, yeah, the, no, the film, you know, it... You agree? <laughs> um, it, it points out things in a useful way, I would say. It's not, it's not just, you know, it's not just another mm. movie. I think it, it actually would provide people with... Like an, even even though it's kind of just like your average, like in a way, 
it's a cheesy 80s kind of sci-fi but in another way it actually does a really good job because it doesn't go into the future it doesn't say oh the future is bad it shows now or you know that time mm. and it, it obviously it it uses sort of metaphor which might construe the message a little bit you got to do it somehow obviously you got to have a plot so the whole alien beings and tv metaphor that's the only step that the viewer needs to take to translate that onto their real world and say oh i can see what's happening here like my desires are being manipulated by forces that similar forces in my world and some people might take it too far mm. and be like yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly there's like, aliens controlling I mean, like... our world <laughs> yeah i guess um the case with most conspiracy theories is they always start off good and end somewhere fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, uh, a good, you know, socialist or communist might agree with the initial substance of, a, like, a conspiracy theorist, and then when they hit the halfway point and they're like, oh, you know, it's because of pedophiles or satanic rings that the government is saying you uh, that's enough. <laughs> you've you've obviously taken a left turn somewhere that we didn't anticipate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's true. Like, I mean, it's the same with the thing, right? John Carpenter directed the thing as well, and the sort of like this problem of, you know, the alien comes and it looks just like you or me, but it's not you or me. It was to kill us, you know. Like, there is an interesting sort of like interesting readings of these sorts of movies so they do he obviously has some sort of issue or problem with this notion of like the human body being exploited that's a good point i like that well um i think this was <laughs> a banger um it's right up there it's definitely it's not number one at all um for me but it's it's up there. I, I'm not clear on the top three now. We've done too many, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's top five perhaps. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it is different. It's way less sci-fi than most of the yeah, other I stuff we've seen, five. perhaps. Hmm. It's still it's still sure. Just just for what it does, like I think it does. Um, it's just like Soil and Green in that it has like a pretty biting social commentary, but better than Soil and Green because it's kind of an enjoyable action film as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, it, like, it's way better than Soil and Green, but I don't exactly know why because it, it's in the same class of production mm. in a way. But mm. I maybe maybe it's just that because of Zizek's love for it, we we hold it in higher regard, but um. I like it. As far as yeah, I hey, tell. I can only imagine that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah, it, it still sticks around to this day. Like, I think that anybody who sort of picks it up and finds it, it will always have a good time. Like, it just has so much in it. Yeah. That even uh, its bad part can be totally glossed over for the good things. Like, even the design of the aliens is very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they have all the cheesy RCs. And how the they end where, it. Yeah, they're having sex and, and he's like, oh. And the guy in the bar just watching the TV and they're all just like, what no, the I, fuck? 
I loved it. I loved it. Hey, <laughs> uh, I love. I think the last things were so good. Yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, they sort of just decided at the end they were just going to make it like a bit of a screwball comedy. Because everyone died, like, what can they do? They're just like, oh, I guess uh, now people have to sort of, like, deal with their shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they don't offer any yeah, happily so, I ever mean, after, the ending, They should have they ended, ended it when uh, Nada was killed, I think. That would have been better. But I'm happy that they ended it on a comedy. Yeah, I think so. That's what I thought it was going to end there. Whereas it kind of ends on, like, a bit of a... It's a bit of a ziz point where it's like... Um, <laughs> what happens the day after the revolution, you know? Um, yeah, 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 more revolution, I guess. <laughs> Damn, yeah, the internet's, the internet's dying. We might have to, we might have to end it. Okay. Because the All delay... Right. The internet still seems to be okay. Is, I ...is increasing. Is it? So it seems. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, it's just doing some really big, big gaps. It's like delivering your words to me very late. Okay. And probably the same on your end. I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Uh, but I think, you know, it, it held out pretty well for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, I, I don't know what's happening. I think my computer's still just going through. <laughs> um, we can discuss next week. Did you want to do Brave New World? I also noticed there is the Brave New World film. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Sure. Up to you. We'll discuss it on Messenger. Uh, I can't hear you at all anymore. Okay. Easy peasy, man. All right. Before, you know, while I still can speak to you. Peace out. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace out, man. See ya. <laughs> Catch you.